When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If I was wrong so much as I just wasn't right about what would happen in that Texans-Browns game. Ian Fitzsimmons, <laughs> he has been very right about what's happened in every game, by the way. We are undefeated, I think, right now in the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge for the postseason because of you. I will not. You're right. I should shut up. We still got one more to go. We still got Eagles Bucks. We are waiting for that game to kick off in just over 10 minutes from now. Amber and Ian presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Herm Edwards, the coach, kind enough to join us often on this show. He is in studio fresh off Sports Center. He walks over to do Amber and Ian. We're so happy to have you here as always, coach. ESPN's NFL analyst. And let's start with what just happened with the Buffalo Bills mm. because they beat the Steelers 31 to 17. Does something seem different right now about the Bills, the way they're cooking? J.A. looked great in this game. Yeah, they, um, they've really become a little bit more balanced, believe it or not. They're running the ball a lot better. And I think that was an emphasis going in. You know, people are always worried about Josh Allen turning the ball over. We discussed that already. I'm not even worried about that. That's another discussion. But um, I think them running the ball has, has really kind of balanced that offense um, off. And then the defense, you know, does a nice job. They've always been pretty good at taking the ball away. So they've done a nice job there. And tonight, um, Josh Allen was the best player on the field. It wasn't even close when you watched him play. I mean, whether he threw the ball. Uh, he had a run where I was going, are you, are you kidding me? Really? I mean, it got to the point to where – he he was running, and once he got 20 yards in his run, people didn't want to get in his way. He ran a 52-yard touchdown. I mean, this guy's six, what, six five, two 240, 60 pounds, whatever he is. He ran for a touchdown. It, it, it just – every time I, I watch this guy play, I go, you know, I, I get it. I, I, you know, he, he turns the ball over. He, he, I take him. He can play on my team. I, I, yeah, I, I pick him. Yeah. So they're playing good. Buffalo Bills, a six-game winning streak right now. Coach, what's it like when – because you've been a part of teams like this yeah. uh, where you just start clicking and the dash for cash, as Bill Polian called it, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, in, in December, and it continues over to the postseason. Well, when do you truly get a feel like the Bills are playing right now, like the Lions are playing right now, right? Where And the Texans, I mean, yeah, yeah, well, going down the list, right? Yeah, Packers. Yeah. When you, when, when, at what point as a coach do you go, all right, now we're starting to hit our stride? Well, you, you, you kind of sense it. And what you, you what you don't want to do is you, you don't want to make a big deal out of it. You just really no no because the, right now the players know it. When you're a good football team and you're on a run, you know it. you don't even have to remind them. And, and they and they they really they really do a good job of really keeping order because you know once you win, it's a great toxic that winning of over. You know, you don't want to feel that loss. You just let's just keep let's let's win another one, right? And before you know it, you know you keep winning at this rate, and especially in the playoffs, you'll be sitting, you know, in Vegas, not just to gamble, but to play in the Super Bowl, right? And so, it's it's almost like you got the mojo. You know, he said, don't lose the mojo, what we call it. 
don't lose it. And Buffalo Bills have it right now. The Bills have it. Herm Edwards joining us here on Amber and Ian. The Lions also have Mm. it, although they've been a little bit more consistent throughout the season, perhaps. How do you keep as a coach, how do you keep your players from feeling like mission accomplished? Because it had been such a long decades and decades long drought of no playoff wins. And now you finally got one. So even if the season ends today, it's a huge success from the Detroit perspective. How do you keep in-house everyone motivated to keep going? And this is where Jared Goff has to step in because he's been this. He's been here before and he understands this feeling. And he has to make sure he tell these players, look, we got another game at home, <laughs> guys. We, we got another one we can win. And rightly so. <laughs> when you look at the opponents they might have to play after this week's games, they maybe can win another one at home. And then eventually, you know, you got to go – you got to go west to deal with you know, with the monster out there, but that, that's that's another story for another time. But but right now, I think this is a team that's playing with a lot of energy. Um, they're playing, you know, good offense. In the fact that they're a hard nosed team, their game travels, but it doesn't need to travel right now because they can run the football. You got a quarterback that's really good in the play action game, um, and and they're, they're just a tough team. They're going to give up some plays on defense. We know that, but. That doesn't bother them because they keep it within the score. You know, like this Ram game was interesting. I mean, the Rams kind of made it, came back on them a little bit, yep. and their defense bowled their head in the red zone. That was the game. You know, that when people watch that game, generally games are twelve possession games. That was a seven possession game, except Detroit scored. They scored three times in the red zone. The Rams didn't score touchdowns. That was the game. At the end of the day. Herman, then you have what everybody's talking about coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and that is Green Bay and the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, so we started out giving the Packers credit to not blame with the Dallas Cowboys, unlike everybody else. But before we even get into the future of Dallas Mm -hmm. and what you're seeing with Green Bay, Mm -hmm. do you have any advice for anybody who happens to be married to a diehard Cowboy fan like I am, <laughs> that's your, your marriage is more important than a than, than a sporting team. I can tell you that. And just you know, you you you, you got to be soft now. You got to be nice. You got you got to be nice to the Cowboys. Don't don't beat them up. It's it's almost like when you watched it, it was like I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm going, no, you don't don't do this to me. Do not do this again. And it just becomes the same old story. And you knew going into the season, and the players knew and everyone knew, it wasn't about getting in the playoffs. It was when the lights are bright in the playoffs, do your star players show up and play. Look, football's a real simple game. It's coach-fed. And what I mean by that, coaches provide information. They, they adjust in the game. They, 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 they do things when the game is being played. But the players got to lead it. And when I watch that sideline early in the game, I'm looking and I'm going, I don't see a player like bringing the group in and going, hey, don't, the coach don't need to do that, guys. That's on you guys. I say this as a former player, not a coach, as a former player at that level that they played at. And when it gets that way and it's kind of going that way, somebody's got to grab the guys together and say, hey, man, we ain't letting this happen, boys. This has happened too much. This is our history. We got to change this. I just saw blank eyes. It was like, guys, 
Don't allow it to happen. You talk about the mojo. The mojo left the building. They won 16 games in a row in that place. And then the playoffs showed up, and guess what? Here we go. Now we're talking about the Cowboys again in, a, in not a good way. The playoffs, uh, the playoffs showed up, and they didn't show up. It felt oh, like to their own boy. stadium to take part in the playoffs. Coach Herm Edwards joining us here on Amber and Ian. So, Coach, I know you never want to, of course, advocate for the firing of a coach, yes. but the big question for right. Dallas is it's going to be two-part. It's going to be Mike McCarthy's future and that coaching staff, and it's going to be whether to hand Dak Prescott an extension that he's up for. Uh, what do you think they do on either of those fronts? This is Jerry Jones. Who is Jerry listening to? You know, once this thing kind of calms down. Right, right now, you know, he's smart enough to step back. He, he knows that. Don't make an emotional decision. But here again now, when, when, when this week ends, who's in his ear? Who has the loudest voice in his ear? And then, and then if that's the case, if you're going in that direction, how are you going to replace the two men you talked about? That, 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 you better figure that one out. And all I know is this. There's been a lot of head coaches there in 28 years. And they all have the same ending. <laughs> they haven't held up the trophy yet, right? And so you can say you can go get another quarterback. Okay, go get another quarterback. But what is the culture? How do you change that? How do you change when the lights are bright and it's playoff competition? How do you get over that hump? That's the question that needs to be asked to this organization, whoever, whoever leading it, whether it's Mike again, whether it's a new guy, whether it's the players, whether it's Dak still the quarterback or another quarterback, the players have to come together and say, man, why does this continue to happen to us? We got to change this. It's not about working out. It's not about plays. It's about our mental frame of mind when we walk into the stadium and it's playoffs. We got to get over this, guys. This is, this is, this is, it's almost, I felt bad for him. I really did. Because I'm like, guys, you can't keep doing this. I don't want to see this song anymore. It's a bad song, man. And it's just, it's sad because they got a good football team and they got a bunch of good players on that team and they had a really good season again. They win the division. Where I look at them guys that I played for with the broke wins, you know, they're, they're, the last six, you know, they lost five, and they're in the playoffs, and might, might get beat today by Tampa. It wouldn't be surprising. I mean, what kind of confidence do they have? Right. So it, it's just it, it's. It, it, I say it as a former player because I know how hard it is to get into the playoffs. It's not a given. It's not like well, we'll get back next year. Uh, stop, guys. It ain't a given, right? And it's just you just wasted a whole year of opportunity, all you put into this, and all you talked about last year when you left the playoffs. We ain't going to let that happen again. And it happens again. Another 12-win season. This time they win the division. Yes. So you think, okay, they're at home, so they can get it done this time, and and here you are. Same result. Uh, uh, totally, totally wasting the effort. Coach Herb Edwards, he never wastes the effort. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you both. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, what topic did Mike Tomlin have absolutely no interest in addressing following the Steelers' loss to the Bills today? He walked off the podium when asked the question. We will get into that next.
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. That courtesy of the Buffalo Bills radio network. The Bills will be hosting the Chiefs, the rivalry that we all love to watch, even if we don't have a stake in the game. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons hanging out with you. So the Steelers, they lose that game. Now, according to ESPN's NFL Nation Steelers reporter, Brooke Pryor, she tweeted out or X'd out, whatever we call it these days, that Mike Tomlin walked off the podium when she asked the question, you have a year left on your contract. So she started to ask a question by stating, you have a year left on your contract. And Mike Tomlin just walked off set in press conference over. How do you feel about that? It's surprising. Um, I've, I've probably had the privilege of being on the, on the call of 10 to 12 Steeler, Steeler games over the last 10 years or so. Uh, and, Humble Normally, n- no, well, it, it's a just bit of a humble brag. Well, I'm trying to get some content. And, you, and you let it sit for a beat, you know, well, so we I'm really to, could all take it in. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how the best way to put this. <laughs> that, that is, Mike Tomlin is not the kind of guy that, that would normally do that. Like, I, he's the kind of guy you can walk up to. True story Cleveland Browns game, right? Freezing, week 16. If the Jets win in Buffalo, ironically, um, then the Steelers are out of the playoffs. Jets lose and the Steelers win, they're in the playoffs. And he's the kind of guy where, I mean, in that situation, in a game of that magnitude, you can walk right up to him beforehand and go, hey, are you, are you, did you address this with your team? And he looked at me like, man, it's, if, they, if the Jets are winning, it's going to be on every damn jumbotron in this stadium. How am I going to keep it from him? So, yeah, we addressed it. Of course we are. He's, that's the, my point is that he's that kind of guy that you can ask him any question anytime and he's not going to walk off a podium. So that tells me, having been around him a bit, not a lot. I don't know him like well. I mean, I don't have his damn phone number. But I've, I've had interaction with him before and after a game enough to know that there's something here. Does that make sense? Like there, that he's not the kind of guy that he would normally let you finish the question and then go, 
I'm not getting into that right now. Right. Well, because it's also it's rude. I hate I hate the rudeness, and I get it. It's frustrating. You just lost a it's, game. It's surprising that he walked off the podium. Is my point. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 very untumlin like. It's very it's emotional. It's an emotional response. Is what it is. It's you're frustrated from the loss. You lost the playoff game, and it's like by the way, you lost the playoff game. You weren't supposed to win, but okay, either way, massively massively disappointing. Heck, a lot of people had you out of the playoffs three weeks ago, and you you put in a third team quarterback. I mean, you were playing Mason Rudolph. <laughs> that was the promise here for your team. You've gone through multiple quarterbacks this season, and yet you had another winning season. It's 17 years of winning seasons for Mike Tomlin. I doubt there's many other seasons that he has felt the inklings of job security talk, right? Because Mike Tomlin is one of the most well-respected, if not the most well-respected coach in the entire National Football League. And he has had all the winning seasons and he did have tons of success with Ben Roethlisberger. And then this season, it has felt a little different and the voices have been louder and there's a lot of Steelers fans that, that's all like all fan bases, right? You, you don't always take time to appreciate what you have uh, and you get frustrated easily and you're a bit of a spoiled fan base because you've done a lot of winning and so you expect to do a lot more winning in the postseason as well and not just have winning seasons but also have rings to go along with the winning seasons and it's been a long time since he's given you one of those and so I would imagine that Mike Tomlin senses all of that and he hears all of that you and I hear all of that and wait in Pittsburgh so I can only imagine what sports radio sounds like there on the local level yeah Albert Breer mentioned this to us last week remember when he was talking about possibly Vrabel to the Raiders if it's not AP, um, and he also brought up you know that the 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 part where Mike Tomlin might pull a Sean Payton and just hit a reset, as you mentioned. I mean, over a decade and a half, that's mm-hmm. a long run. That's a historic type run. And is it time to take a step back, recharge the batteries, and then go get at it again in a fresh setting? I don't know if that's what he's doing, but. It, I can't emphasize this enough. For him to walk off the podium, with Brooke Pryor, whom he knows, I mean, you know, she's in the middle of the question, brings up the word contract, and he walks off the podium. I don't know if we have the audio of this or we can get it you know, later on the show. But, man, that is, that is very, I can't emphasize this enough, very untumlin-like because he's not that kind of guy. He's not, to, to use your word, rude. Right. And he knows More the question emotional. has to be asked. Yeah, I mean, but. He's not either one. Normally, he would give that answer of, look, this, this isn't the time. We'll talk about my future later on, but we just played a hard-fought game that had to be postponed. This is about the players you know, that were on that field and in the room, the coaching staff and the fans, and we just couldn't get it done again. That's what he would normally say, something like that. Instead, he, stor- he walked off the podium. I'm, I'm beyond surprised. Now, the rest of that press conference sounded a lot more normal. Here was Mike Tomlin being asked about dealing with Josh Allen's athleticism. Yeah. Uh, we're going to need a fantastic atmosphere. You know, um, I thought the atmosphere tonight was was great. Guys, guys and girls, uh, Bills Mafia of all ages came in and um, did their job, forced a couple false starts. Um, and again, the, the vibe, the energy, the juice that we we can use from that is instrument. Like it, you just can't chalk it up to anything other than um, momentum. Uh, something you can't see, but something you can definitely feel, and they give that to us. We always hear about the twenty-four hour rule. Does that go out the window? Telling where you are in the season, what opponent is next, and that it's a later start because it's our Monday. Yeah, we're we're a step behind already. We understand that. Um, 
so again, I think it's going to be very crucial for guys to get their rest and uh, making sure that we're getting in the training room and rehabbing as much as we can. Because um, I know guys are going to be bruised and beat up tomorrow. Uh, so we're, again, it's, it's going to take everybody this week. It's going to take you know our, our training staff, um, our equipment staff, um, our strength room, and, and our cafeteria for getting getting our guys right to ready and ready to go. So that was actually not Tomlin. That was Josh Allen. And it was Josh Allen being asked about evaluating, of course, his next opponent. Are they looking ahead? They know Kansas City's coming to town. They're going to have plenty of time to mull over that. By the way, the Bucks just scored on the Philadelphia Eagles a field goal. That game right now, Bucks leading the way three zip in the first quarter. It's still early in this game. But there you go with Josh Allen saying all the things that, frankly, we expect him to say at this point, Ian. Yeah, I, I just can't go. I can't. I'm still beyond surprised as to Mike Tomlin just walking off the podium. That's something I, I I can't recall ever seeing him do that ever. I mean, that's that 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 tells me something's up behind the scenes, right? You know? That's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like it, that he's frustrated either that he wants an extension because he's only got a year left on his deal. Which or all prior. the chatter that was out there the last half right. of the season, whatever right. it is. It's the chatter. Either he wants an extension, he hasn't been handed it yet, or the voices are very loud and he's frustrated by it. He's been hearing the noise when he feels like he should have all the job security in the world because he's put 17 years of winning seasons together in a remarkable run and maybe feels underappreciated. Or maybe it's like you said, maybe he's considering that the grass is greener somewhere else for a reset. Coming up next, we will reset. ESPN Radio is also available on the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. If the Green Bay Packers upset the Dallas Cowboys and they have an early exit, and I could see if they fall short yet again, that seat getting hotter for Mike McCarthy. I totally agree with you. The only thing that was on my mind almost this entire game was, do we get to play here again next week? And that's all I'm thinking about, and that's all I've thought about. Reason why they're not winning, and it ain't really the head coach at this point in time. It's the way they run the organization, because they've been 26 years doing the same thing, and he ain't going nowhere. Well, Jerry might not have been thinking about it before, but he's certainly thinking about it now. Freebird? Everybody else is thinking about it, that's for sure. Amber and Ian here on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get some boots on the ground in Dallas to evaluate the fall off of that embarrassing, the fallout from that embarrassing loss 
to the Dallas Cowboys, Fox for Dallas, Fort Worth, Mike Ducey joining us. And Mike, thanks so much for your time. Let's just start with the blame game here. Who do you blame most for this loss? If I make you point your finger at one person. Well, it's good to be on with you guys. Uh, first of all, I, I do think there's plenty of blame to go around, clearly. But that's not what you asked me. You asked me to blame one person. And if I had to blame one person for this particular defeat, I would probably blame the quarterback, to be honest. As much as I admire Dak Prescott and respect what he's done here, and I think he had an all-pro, possibly MVP caliber season, he was just awful in the first half on Sunday. And he made decisions that made it nearly impossible for his team to win that football game. But with that said, and I know we're going to talk about the coach, ultimately it falls on the head coach to have his team ready to play, to have his quarterback ready to play. And this team clearly was just not ready to play a a huge uh, playoff game at home and suffered arguably the most humiliating defeat of the Jerry Jones era. Just save McCarthy for a second, Ducey, and and let's just touch on this entire franchise. What is it about this organization that year in, year out, when they do make the playoffs, and especially a year like this, where it's set up for you to make a run to your first NFC Championship game since 1996, and you don't wet the damn bed, man. You soil in it, and now you got to sleep in it for a year. Thanks for that image, and I appreciate it. And, Here for uh, you. It, uh, no, and I was fooled by this thing. You know, I've been around here a long time, as you know, as, as have you, Ian, and, and I was fooled. I thought this was the year that it was all set up for them to at least get to the NFC Championship game, possibly get to a Super Bowl. And, and I get a lot of emails from viewers after something like this happened saying, look, it's Jerry. Jerry's the one constant. He's the problem. And I think there was a time where you could make that argument But I think in terms of actual hands-on decision-making with personnel and the like, Jerry is less involved than he's ever been in this organization. You know, Will McClay runs runs the draft, the player personnel guy. He's the de facto general manager for this team. And very few people criticize the Cowboys draft right now, nor should they. I mean, they've done well in, in player acquisition. So I'm, I'm at a loss to explain why this thing takes such a drastic turn between the regular season and the postseason, certainly in the McCarthy era. And I think that's what, what is so confounding to the Cowboys and the Jones family as they set up about to make some, some hard uh, decisions here when you go 12 and five during a regular year and then just come out and absolutely stink up the joint in, in the games that really matter. A 12-win season again, again and again and again. And this time you win the division, and then everything changes after one game, one playoff loss. Mike Ducey joining us here on Amber and Ian. So you blamed the quarterback, Mike. I know we're going to end up talking about McCarthy's future, of course. That's what everyone's talking about. But a lot of people, I think, are forgetting that Dak Prescott right now, eligible for an extension, something that we would have expected to see him get this offseason. Do you think there's any chance that they could be considering trading away Dak Prescott? What happens here with the future of Dak? No, I think Dak Prescott's the quarterback here for the foreseeable future, and, and I think he should be. Again, it was, a, it was a terrible performance by him, especially in the first half on Sunday. He admitted it afterward. Everybody knows it, and he's, he's done this before in the playoffs. We, we all know that. So if you want to argue that he ultimately is not the guy who can take them where they need to go, you have plenty of evidence there. But 
you know, you look at the guy's entire body of work and you could still make the argument that he's the type of quarterback you want leading your organization. My sense is that the Cowboys uh, brain trust still believes that and that, and that he will be back, you know, next year and beyond. Certainly. Somebody have said, Ducey, that let's and you know, I'm paraphrasing, but let's see how the season ends when it comes to Mike McCarthy's future as head coach. Well, now we've seen how it ends. So what do you think happens next? We all know that Jerry does not make emotional decisions. You know, there won't be a decision, folks, and, and Ducey's covered this team for damn near three decades. It won't be tomorrow. It won't be Wednesday. But at some point, a decision will be made. Now we saw how it ended, and it ended in, in just grotesque fashion. How do you see the future of Mike McCarthy as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys playing out? My, my mind has changed a little bit since post-game yesterday, like in the last 24 hours, just when I've heard so much national reaction that, that almost to a man and woman, people saying that McCarthy needs to go, that Jerry needs to make a change, because Jerry does listen to that type of thing. However, I know how much Jerry Jones enjoys having Mike McCarthy as his head coach, how much he values Mike McCarthy, how much he respects him, and I think for Jerry, the thought of having to start over with somebody else when you have had the amount of regular season success that McCarthy has had. Cowboys fans listening right now you know, are, are pounding the dashboard if they're in the car because they're saying, we're tired of hearing about regular season success. But you, know, you could argue that you have to get close. You have to hang around before you can break through, and they have been able to do that. I think those are the kind of thoughts that are going through Jerry's mind. But as we sit here right now, my mind has changed in the last 24 hours. I do think Jerry will make a move before it's all said and done. What does the fan want? Because you said they're banging their dashboard. I mean, did they want Mike McCarthy gone all season long when they were winning game after game and then come back from behind and and win the division? Or is this just an emotional reaction to this loss? Because we have been talking about the future of Mike McCarthy for years. So has he ever won over that fan base in Dallas? That's a good question. And I don't think, I think, Frankly, he's been treated unfairly here by, by the media to a certain extent and to, by, maybe by extension the fan base as a guy who, even in the national media, you, know, you never hear Mike McCarthy mentioned in the same way that Sean Payton is mentioned, for, for example. And they're, they're virtually the same coach when you look at their record and the number of championships and, and all that. Maybe just the way that McCarthy you know, presents himself. He's not a big-time self-promoter or anything like that. But I think this fan base has been so conditioned now to be cynical, skeptical about regular season success just because it is so rarely translated into postseason success. And it's going to be now 29 years between championships if this team manages to win one next year. So I, I think the biggest challenge, one of them that Jerry faces, and, and Jerry, you know, at his heart, is a salesman. He's trying to sell this team to his fans, to the public, and he's got to worry about what does he have to sell if he just brings back the same people, the same head coach, the same uh, quarterback, and to try to sell the same thing again. It's going to be a tough sell because the only thing people want to see is playoff success, and you've got to wade through an entire regular season to get to that opportunity. Ducey, last one for me, and we appreciate your time here on ESPN Radio. Mike Ducey, Fox 4, has covered the Dallas Cowboys for almost three decades here with us on ESPN Radio. How much do names like Mike Vrabel being available, Bill Belichick being available, even though I don't think it'll be Bill because he's going to call another Bill 
in Parcells, his mentor, and go, what's it like to work for Jerry? And we, and that's not going to be a, a rave review from Bill Parcells. Yeah. But when you have big names like that out there, how much does that impact Jerry's decision when it comes to the future of Coach McCarthy? I think it impacts it tremendously. And when we've had discussions on air here about, you know, do you re- replace McCarthy? I say, well, it depends on who you can bring in. And uh, the Belichick name is the one we're hearing most often. You know, that's that's the, the spiciest one, uh, you know, the, the juiciest rumor when you think about it. And I remember, and you do too, Ian, how strange it was to think of Bill Parcells and Jerry Jones ever working together. And, you know, they, they worked together. They coexisted. Bill never won a playoff game here. Uh, obviously, they would need more from uh, Bill Belichick or would hope to get more from him than they got from Parcells. In that regard, I'd be surprised if the Belichick thing happened. I think if Jim Harbaugh became a possibility, that would fascinate Jerry Jones. And I think Vrabel is a name to keep uh, keep an eye on as well. Again, Jerry and, and, and Stephen Jones and the, the decision makers with the Cowboys just have some difficult, difficult things to, to discuss here over the next uh, few days. You can check them out on Fox 4, Dallas, Fort Worth. Mike Ducey, thanks, Mike. Good to be with you guys. Take care. Thanks, Deuce. Coming up next year on Amber and Ian, who are Cowboys fans blaming for another disappointing season? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tampa Bay Bucks are up right now 10-zip on the Philadelphia Eagles. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save. 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at progressive.com. Who did we take in this one, Ian? Do you remember? Did we yeah, take we, the Eagles? Yeah, we, we, took, we took the Eagles minus yeah. two and a half. I didn't and want to. I don't think I wanted t- to. Look, we're 5-0. and oh. <laughs> We're going to go 5-1. and one. Judging by your regular season record, I think you should be like doing cartwheels with 5-1. and one. <laughs> but- I'm very frustrated. My regular season record was abysmal. Now I blame all the rotating co-hosts that I right. conferred with in making my picks. Nevertheless, uh, you know, passing the buck, that's the name of the game for me. But it was abysmal, my my regular season record. Thank- thankfully, Greeny was even worse. Uh, so he's always there. He's always good for that. But this postseason, Ian Fitzsimmons is back. So I said this past week, fine, Ian, you're here on a Friday 
you can make the picks. And I argued with him about a lot of the picks. I said, no, that Browns defense, they're going to get it done. I was wrong. I'm like, no, Ian, the Cowboys are too good. This is ridiculous for you to take the Packers against the line. And well, Steelers we'll see how that plus works. 10. And, yeah. And by the way, back door. Uh, yeah. Well, by the way, with all of that, with all of that, you said, well, if you want them now, I feel even better about the pick. And you actually <laughs> said that. And here we are. You were right. <laughs> Not on this one. The Eagles look tired. They looked they at they, they looked tired at the end of a regular season. And we talked to Herm Edwards about this. You know, when he said, "Look, when you when you feel your team getting in a groove, you don't say a word as a head coach. That's the players will handle all of that." Well, the Eagles have been the opposite. They have been in a ditch the size of the Grand Canyon for the better part of a month. And again tonight, Jalen Hurts just hurt, hit Dallas Goddard in the hands on third mm-hmm. and two. For an easy first down. And it went right through his hands. That's a catch he makes 98 out of 100 times. When does he drop one of them? Here in the playoffs on a big third down. Bucks up 10 zip, 422 to go in the first quarter. And it feels like 30 to nothing with 422 to go in the first quarter. Yeah, so far. I mean, the Eagles haven't looked right for a while now. Uh, Games and games. And we know Jalen Hurts, his health has been an issue. He's got the problem with his middle finger on his hand so we'll see here plenty of time left for the eagles to still prove ian fitzsimmons right but so far not going great for philadelphia in tampa bay it was also not a good day for the dallas cowboys certainly not a good weekend for the dallas cowboys and not a good day in terms of all the coverage today because everybody's questioning the future of mike mccarthy does dak prescott get the extension crying for Jerry Jones to sell the team, all the things that happen whenever the Dallas Cowboys go one and done, something that they've done eight times here since, what is it, 93? Uh, Dallas Cowboys fans should be used to it, but they're not, and you're very good friends with one of them. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of my neighbors are obviously diehards, but Chris Canellis, who owns Burger House, one of the great burgers in, in America, he, has been, he and his family have been season ticket holders for his entire life, and he'll, he's going to turn 60 soon. He was out there at 10 a.m. setting up his massive tailgate. I mean, to the point where in negative four degree wind chill, you had the tomatoes and the fixings all freezing, right? I mean, right, right when they put them out. That's, that's what they endured to go watch that punking that Green Bay handed his team. So we, we, we decided, you know what? You want a, the pulse of a Cowboy fan? Here is Chris Canellis on what he thinks is the state of his beloved Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I'm going to be 60 in March. In the first 30 NFC championship games, the Cowboys were in 15 of them. The last 30, zero. I mean, come on. It's When I grew up, we were counting, you know, counting on it. Now it's just going to take a miracle. Now you're almost expecting failure is is basically what you're telling us. So who do you, who do you put the blame on? A lot of people are putting it on Dak for yesterday. I'm not putting it on Dak. I'm putting it on the entire damn organization because the offense stunk, the defense stunk, special teams wasn't exactly outstanding, and coaching obviously they got out coached from start to finish. But as a diehard season ticket holder who endured sub zero temperatures and frozen maters yesterday to go watch them get killed, who do you blame? Oh, there's only one guy to blame. That's the head of the snake. It's Jerry. Jerry's been the problem. Now Steven's the problem. It's just terrible. None of my kids. My, my oldest kid is 23 years old. She's never seen him in an NFC championship game, let alone a Super Bowl. It's a whole generation, and right. that's on him. All right, He's so the can, only common denominator. 
So, Canellis, the, the disdain in your voice, and Chris Canellis, diehard season ticket holder for the Cowboys, who endured again frozen fixings uh, to go and watch his team get destroyed yet again in a playoff game here with us on ESPN Radio to give you a fan's perspective as to the state of the Cowboys. You know Jerry's not selling. You know Jerry's immortal and not dying. So, as a Cowboy fan, knowing those two cold, hard facts, how do you feel? Well, yeah, my, I have a lot of friends that ask me that. They say, why do you keep buying tickets? You're just enabling Jerry. That team belongs to me. It doesn't belong to him. I was a Cowboy fan and a season ticket holder before him, and I'll be buying tickets when he's gone. So he's just got to understand that that team belongs to us. It doesn't belong to him. And he's he's absolutely run it into the ground. You feel better for venting on, on, on national radio? Yeah, a little bit, but it's, you know, <laughs> I, just, I hope it'll – nothing's going to change. I mean, he's more interested in having the Cowboys relevant than having the Cowboys win. And that's, it's obvious. Therapy for one of Ian Fitzsimmons' friends there. (laughs) It is, I mean, when I say awful, like, it's it's to the point where Cowboy fans have been saying Jerry's the problem. It's not the quarterback. It's not the coach. It it starts with Jerry. As as Canellis put it, he's the head of the snake. But this is the also, this is a stone-cold lead pipe lock. And they all know this. Jerry's not selling. Jerry's not turning over control until it goes to Stephen Jones. So it's going to stay in that family. And Stephen, for a long time, was almost you know the, a, a voice of reason with Jerry. Like, all right, hold on, put the phone down. All right, hold on, calm down. And Will McClay has taken over a lot of the general manager duties as a director of pro personnel. But every Cowboy fan you talk to, Amber, I'm telling you, you want to assign blame for yet another disaster in the postseason, 99 out of 100, are, they're going to point to Jerry Jones. And it doesn't You're, matter because he's not going anywhere. Right. He's not going anywhere. Heck, nobody would tell me to sell my team either if I was a billionaire. Uh, and sure, I understand why Jerry Jones isn't going to. The reason I never agree with that, and I get it's emotional and you're a fan and you want to be out there winning NFC championships. The reason I don't agree with that is because for me, the mark of a good owner isn't winning titles, Ian, frankly. The mark of a good owner, because that's everybody also under him, and I get Jerry with the Cowboys and the personnel control, although I think in 2024, that's a little overinflated how much of that he has. But the, excuse me, the mark of a good owner is spending money, right, on your team, is being willing to spend money on the fan experience. Jerry Jones does that hand over fist, with what he did in building that stadium, the experience that he provides his fans, everything's like first class, top not bigger than life. You know, you know, you know how you guys do it in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? Jerry Jones certainly, I think, embodies all of that. And from that perspective, I don't know if you can insult him as an owner. I guess I think about owners. There's two different like, things. Owner and GM. The owner is brilliant. He's a football genius. The exactly. general manager is a football fool. That's fine. But what, so everybody needs, instead of Jerry Jones needs to sell the team, the conversation needs to be Jerry Jones needs to relinquish control of the team. And I think those are two separate conversations. Well, and he has done some of that, as I mentioned. Steven has had more control behind the scenes. Will McClay has had more control behind the scenes to the point where you've had several teams come and request an interview for Will McClay to be their general manager. Cowboys denied it. And Will McClay actually issued a statement saying he's not going anywhere. He's staying with the Dallas Cowboys. That, that's behind the scenes. In front of it, who's the guy doing the, all the interviews in the locker room? It ain't Will McClay. It's not Steven Jones. 
How many owners do you see doing interviews after a playoff loss in the locker room? But that's not losing them games. Everybody not, always look, points but I know, to that, but, but, but the public, the public perception is it's all Jerry. And Jerry has his radio show and everything else, and that ain't changing. It's just not going to change. If, if Amber Wilson ever comes into billions of dollars, which I don't know how that's going to happen as a sports radio host, but if I did ever come into billions Powerball. of dollars, you better believe. It's true. Powerball often is now up in that range. You better, although one million ain't going to cut it for buying an NFL team. Nevertheless, you better believe if I ever owned an NFL team, I too would be doing interviews or I'd have a, be on the radio shows or whatever the heck I wanted because it's my team and I'm a billionaire, right? And I feel like that's what Jerry's doing. I don't actually have a big problem with Jerry want it, having the attention or wanting the attention. I'm surprised most owners don't or more owners don't, frankly, that they are so willing to stay behind the scenes. It's about the control. It's about the personnel decisions. But what's odd is this season, the personnel is not the problem. Look no. at the individual statistics from all these players. Look at the names that we're talking about. It was there all season long, and they just forgot to play when it mattered most. Coming up next, we will not forget to play here on Amber and Ian. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.